1: creating a house of, a house of vision. I never, I honestly never sat in a place that talked about vision until I was in this house. And all of a sudden I got these Australian preachers, a woman's preaching, that was new to me, there's a woman preaching, there's a guy preaching, they have these funny accents and they're sitting here and they're talking about vision and freedom and all these things. I was like, what the heck is, what did I get myself into? And I got myself into a miracle, that's what I did. So thank you. Worship team, thank you guys. Amazing. You guys go ahead and take a seat. So today is the, the continuation of our 2020 More series, right? It's a year of increase. It's the year of like addition, adding depth, adding, adding vibrancy to your life. Like you're adding color to your life in this year. This is a year where where it may have been black and white or maybe there's just been outlines, but it's getting colored in this year. There's vibrancy being added. And my goal for tonight isn't just an incredible message from this dashing pastor. Wow, that was, I was kind of curious what the response would be. I don't know. But my, my goal for tonight is impartation. Tonight, impartation is going to happen if you let it. Tonight, if you don't have vision, you're going to get vision dropped into your spirit. Tonight, there's going to be an unlocking and an opening if you allow God. So let's pray. Holy Spirit, open our spiritual eyes. Awaken the vision within. We give you permission to interrupt our current vision, our current path, to bring in your vision, your pathway. We remove ourselves and we allow ourselves and we c- commit ourselves to be open to your word tonight, to your voice tonight in Jesus mighty name. Amen. 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 I'm going to jump right in. So Proverbs 29:18 in the amplified version says, "Where there is no vision, and I like how it defines vision. It says no revelation of God and his word. The people are unrestrained. But happy and blessed are, is he who keeps the law of God. I, I love this no revelation of God. Vision I have found in my life becomes a revelation of God. You can't separate the two of them. Your vision is about revealing who God is in your life. And I know Pastor Michael preached an incredible message on Sunday about see free. And like... We have, when we see free, we have clarity, right? We're able to do more and see more than we could without it. But I want to talk about what my visions used to look like compared to where they're at now. And then I'm going to help you guys walk through some visions, right? So when I first started coming to this house, my visions were attend church regularly. Like that was a big vision for me. That was a big task. Like... Get married was on my very first vision card here. It worked. Get out of debt. You know, this is great. Buy a home. Like, be excellent at my job. And, like, I wrote these things down, but I wrote down visions. I was like, if things go right this year, I could achieve this. Like, if I, if I do my job just right, this could happen. And that was where I did my visions. And you know what? Life was good. Like every year we were accomplishing. I was able to check off all visions for multiple years. And it was awesome seeing seeing that stuff come to pass. But then somebody in this room had to change my life by, you know, having a bookshelf full of a single book. And I walked into there and he pulled one off and handed it to me and said, hey, you need to read this. It was the circle maker. 2014, I, had to, I, I read this book. Pastor Michael gave it to me, if you didn't know. He's like, hey, you need to read this. He's like, I bought a bunch of them because I want to honor the author because it had an impact in my life, and it's going to have an impact in your life. So I read it, and my eyes started to get opened. Like, my vision started to transform. Like, I was like, okay, great. I could, like, write down something a little bit more audacious than what I wrote before. Last year I wrote like a 5% raise. I'm going to write 10% this year. You know? Then I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy a three-bedroom condo. Not a one-bedroom condo. I'm going to get a little bit bigger. You know? I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go a little bit further. And it, it started this process of me discovering God through my visions. It started this process of seeing God move in a new way. And next thing I know... I'm having visions of giving away all this money we saved for a kitchen remodel. I'm having visions of giving more money than we should ever give away. I'm having visions of buying homes that seem impossible to me, and that literally on paper a realtor would be like, that's impossible, come to pass. And I start seeing God move and move and move. And I, I'm just sitting here, and my vision changed from trying to hit targets to creating space for God to move and don't get me wrong I love hitting targets like I absolutely do like I like hitting a baseball over a fence I was pretty good at it and I love to do it I love you know hitting a golf ball right next to the pin right next to the hole and I love shooting my gun and hitting the target dead on you know I actually I, st- I was treating my visions like shooting a target at 1200 yards So 1,200 yards is basically three-quarters of a mile. And, you know, there's a lot that comes into play when you're shooting that far. You have to know the details of your bullet. You have to know, like, your gun. You have to be intimate with it. You've had to shoot it many times. You have to know exactly how that bullet's going to drop. You have to understand how to read atmospheres because a two-mile-an-hour wind can make you miss the target. So if you estimate the wind off by two miles an hour... At that distance, you're not going to hit your target. And it became this, like, this this game of, like, wanting to learn, wanting to perfect, starting to make my own ammo, starting to get detailed. I wanted to make sure that I was putting five shots in the same hole at 100 yards. I was, like, and, uh, getting obsessed with this process, and I loved it. And then I remember when I, I hit that target at 1,200 yards. I remember because it's, a, you know, it's like a second delay. You can actually watch the bullet after you pull the trigger go. And so I'm sitting there. I'm lined up. I make this shot. I feel the recoil. And I'm watching it. And I watch the rock. It was a 12-inch rock. And I watched the hit. And I jumped. And I was excited. The guys that are with me, everyone was all excited. Because it's a, it's a shot. It's a good shot. But then I started realizing that my vision wasn't to hit the target. Like that, was the, like, that was the fruit. But really, like, the purpose of this vision was to become the man who can hit a 1,200-yard target. The purpose of vision is who you become on the path. The purpose, I'm going to say that again because it's so important. When you set a goal high, the purpose of going after that isn't for hitting that. Hitting it or missing it doesn't matter. Who are you becoming on that journey? Who are you becoming in that process? Go big and watch what you become. Like the target itself, this is why God says, choose your vision, basically. He says, choose what you want to go after because it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you're aiming at. You just have to aim at something and go big and watch me transform you in that process. That's who our God is. There's unlimited trajectories of what can happen. And I, when I was prepping for this message the first time, <laughs> I, I, I actually, I was prepping this message myself, but before I, I knew I was preaching. And so um, then later I found out I was preaching and I was able to bring it in. But like when I was prepping for this message, I saw a picture of a bullet trajectory and I was watching it go through like that 1,200 yard shot, watching it drop, you know, hundred, like 20 feet, 30 feet, just big arc, you know, going to hit that target. And I was like, oh, that's cool. It's like hitting vision. And God's like, yeah, that is. That's like hitting your target, but that's not how I do things. He's He's like, the way I work, my trajectories go upward. My trajectories don't go down. So you need to aim high and then aim higher and then aim higher because my trajectory always goes up. And so the title of my message today is A God Trajectory. And I chose a God trajectory instead of the God trajectory because I wanted to emphasize the point is that there's an unlimited trajectories that you can choose. God lets you choose. That's fully in your court. God will speak things to you and always be obedient when he speaks. But you can choose something, and he is going to partner with you on your choice and make sure that trajectory gets you closer to him. To make sure that trajectory helps walk you out and become the person who God has designed you to be. To walk out the callings that he has for you. To walk out the purposes he has for you. You don't have to have your vision be the purpose God has for you. God will use your vision to make his purpose come to pass. My, my vision was to never preach on this stage. Like, not like I dr- didn't dream of doing this. Like, no, it was literally to never preach on this stage. Like, I never wanted to hold a mic in front of people. But God showed up. Right? He changed things. All of a sudden, what I was aiming for started changing me. And the man who is able to accomplish those goals speaks on a stage. The man who's able to achieve those things stands in front of people and tells them what he believes, the miracles that he's seen, who God is. And so, my first point on this God trajectory and on a God trajectory is go big. Very complex, I know, right? Go big. I want my visions to inspire other people. I know the first time, like, it was very hard to tell people that I wanted to give $100,000. Like, I was like, oh, my gosh. It's like the likelihood of this happening is, like, less than 1%. But God said so, and I feel like I have to tell people, but I really don't want to tell people Like, I don't want people to know, but God's like, no, you have to, like, I gave you this. You have to tell people. You have to make people get offended by your vision. I was like, And, and it's true. We've had more than 10 people probably leave this campus because of my visions, because of me talking about my visions, because it's so uncomfortable that someone would come up here and talk about giving six figures to a church. Because someone would come up here and talk about the miracles that they've seen, how they've seen God move around finances. Because finances have had such a grip on their life that they don't want to hear about the possibilities. But then the others who can hear the same thing and they can get inspired. They can say, you know what, if he can do it, I sure can do it. Like if he can do it, I can follow those same steps. So, who is your vision inspiring or who is it offending? If it's not inspiring someone or offending someone, it's not big enough. It's not. Like, it's not a vision. It's just a target at that point. It's a target that's already been done. Go big. Offend people. It's okay. (laughs) Yeah. All right. I'll deal with that later. (laughs) Abraham had uh, a vision, a huge vision, of an uncountable family that came from God. Joseph had a vision of leading his family and his brothers bowing down to them, it offended them, right? So much so that they sold him off. David had, had a vision of becoming king, so much so that Saul hated him for it. Nehemiah had a dream of rebuilding Jerusalem, so much so that all the enemies were around him, telling him how, he, how he's going to die, how he's going to fail. Jesus had a vision and a dream to set us free, to let us know who God is, to let us that know that we serve a God who wants to heal us. Who wants to prosper us. To let us know that life isn't what we thought it was. But we can have intimate relationship with God. And that got him killed because people were so offended. Offense isn't always bad if you're doing the offending. As long as you're doing it for the right reasons. Like As long as you're focused on God. As long as you're speaking what God is telling you to do right you, you never want to intentionally do it but go after it go big Ephesians 3:20 says this Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all we ask or think according to the power that is in work with us so abundantly more like than we ask or think like that sounds great like i could think pretty big things but really if you look at the context of this prayer it's a prayer for strength it's a, in, in the context of here, he's like, I can get more strength than I could possibly need. But why do you need strength? You need strength to push limits. You don't need strength to pull back. You need strength to go further, to push new territories, to go to new ground. Without that strength, you can't do something new. So in here, even though it's a lot of times used out of context, we can use it for that for the right purpose here, because it's about getting the strength. God wants to give you the strength to push the limits, to do what he's called you to do, to put what's on, like, what he's created you for. How many of you guys heard of uh, Roger Bannister in the four-minute mile? There's a movie about it. So, in 1956, a 25-year-old was the first man to run a mile in sub-four minutes. And uh, he failed, Many times leading up to this, but there was like people who said, "Who was telling him it's not possible, not possible, not possible." But the second he did that, everyone's like, "Oh, now this is possible. We can go after it." Like, there's been hundreds. It's been done hundreds, if not thousands, of times since then because now people know this is possible. His vision and going after that vision unlocked the minds of thousands of people after him. So much so that Joy's college cross country coach did it 136 times himself. One person, one person years later because of the vision and the tenacity of one other. When you go after that vision, as you get closer, you're not in the same room, but people that you don't even see are getting to the edge of their seat. People again, they're like, is this possible? Can this be possible? You go after it. You show them that it's possible. What do you have to lose? Comfort? What do you have to lose? Go big. You put everything on the line. Like, you're going to unlock so many people that you don't even know. You're going to unlock not just your family, not kids, not just grandkids, people that just watch you. You can talk to my man Carlos here. He learned By watching men at like church and observing how men treated their wives. How men lived their life at church. And that grew him. You don't know who's watching you right now. You don't know who's like, hey, how does this person carry themselves? How does this person go after that vision? You're going to transform lives that you will not find out about until you're in heaven. Until Jesus tells you and you're like, I never even talked to that person. Like how did that happen? Go big. Have that vision. God is for you. He's going to make it happen. Make sure that when you're doing this, that it's like, it's it's reflecting heaven, right? It's like, it doesn't have to be like giving $10 million to the church. It's great if you want to, but it doesn't have to be. It could be, I want to break this generational curse of obesity. I'm gonna break the generational curse of living paycheck to paycheck. I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna have a vision right now that this is gonna be the first year I don't have credit card debt. This is gonna be the first year I'm doing this, and then you can build upon those things because they do create generational legacies. Legacies. You know, if I'm at the gym and I'm lifting weights, if I don't think I can, if I don't think I can do it. I don't. I, I don't. Like, I won't even, I, like, you limit yourself with your mind way before your body ever stops. But if you're like, no, I got this. I can do one more rep. I could do five more reps, and maybe you only get two. But the idea of having five more reps, of pushing, pushing, pushing until you fail, matters. That's how you get gains. That's how you grow. That's how you build strength. 2 Corinthians 4.18 says... So we don't look at the troubles we see now. Rather, we fix our gaze on things that cannot be seen. For the things we see now will soon be gone, but the things we cannot see will last forever. Just like the person who you become, when you go after that goal, that goal is not going to be in heaven, but the person who you became achieving that goal is going to last for eternity. Who you become on the process is what's going to be in heaven. That's what's going to be stuck with you forever, so you go big and become that person, and that's what's going to be written in the book of life. That's what's going to be with you, that's what's going to be in your home in heaven. gotta start speeding up so point number two: get close. So I love talking about uh physics, I love showing equations. <laughs> I do like some people say I'm nerdy, I don't get it, but you know it happens. Why are you guys laughing at that? I'm just saying. So um, I've actually, on a round vision message before, I've given equations of motion. So I won't show those ones this time, but I want to show the equation of gravity. Can I get the equations for gravity up here? So it's coming. Thank you. So right here, I I want to show this. Like God showed me this is how He moves. And I love Pastor Samuel preached a message on getting close to God. And I already had all this written down. I'll get out of your guys' way for photos. But basically, MG right here is the gravitational force, like, in your life. So if you're looking at this, that mass would represent you. So this is the force you create or the weight you create, right? But here, gravity is this gravitational constant that God created, and it's perfect, It's absolutely perfect. The universe, that number changes by one digit, the universe falls apart. Earth falls apart, all life ends. So God created this thumbprint with this gravitational constant, right? And it's in everything, it holds all the universes together. And then you have like the mass of an object, and I'm using here, I'm using M right here for God, and you could say, okay, the force of gravity in your life is based on God over your distance from God squared. So the closer you get to God, R gets smaller, and that means the force on your life gets larger. If you want to show the next slide. So here, I plotted it, just in case. So I know everyone, some people are visual, some people want like equations, I can see the equations, but I plotted it for you guys. So as you get closer to God, the force goes exponential. The force blows up. And you'll have times where you feel like, I'm trying to get closer, but nothing's changing. Nothing's changing. Nothing's changing. All of a sudden, that little bit more, wow, that was a big acceleration. A little bit more, wow, that was a big acceleration. More and more. And you see God moving the trajectory of your life. This is actually the image that God showed me of what a trajectory with him looks like. This is a God trajectory right here. You see just exponential growth screaming up. There's some missing pieces in here. I'll show later, but I wanted to, I wanted like everyone to see this because God's force in your life is cor- is correlated to how close you are to Him or how close you are to the world. You know, in John it talks about Jesus says, "Hey, they're not of the world. They're of, like they're of Me." But they go, they're in the world. So this is a spiritual closeness. It's not a physical proximity. So where is your spirit man? Is he in the world or is he with God? If he's in the world, the world's gravitational pull, the world's accelerations is going to pull you down like a bullet. But if you're close to God, it's going to pull you up to the skies. It's going to pull you up to higher than you've ever imagined. Proverbs fifteen twenty four says, the life paths of the prudent lift them progressively heavenward, delivering them from the death spirals that keep tugging them downward. I use this verse for, uh, you know, saying that's correct. <laughs> Close to the world, you go down. Close to God, you go up. Fear of God is the beginning of all wisdom. It's, it is being prudent. Closeness with him and his word and his ways is the wisdom you need to draw close, spending time in prayer. And my last point is um, get uncomfortable. You know, I love, Pastor Michael talked about this on Sunday, like faith without works is dead. And I was like, okay, like that makes sense. And I was praying about this and I heard work is discomfort. Work is not comfortable to do. Like, so you need work in your life. And then I was like, okay, so what's the equation of faith? If, like, work is that discomfort, and the Holy Spirit's like, it's hope plus discomfort equals faith. If you have hope and you're comfortable, there's no faith involved. It's a dream. It's a wish list. It's buying a lotto ticket and just being like, well, let's see. It's it's putting a wish list down for God to do the work. That's not our God. Our God wants to partner with us. He wants you to do what you can do so that then he'll step in. He wants us to be a little uncomfortable. In Hebrews 11, verse 1, in the Passion Translation, it says, Now faith brings our hopes into reality and becomes the foundation needed to acquire the things we long for. It is all the evidence required to prove what is still unseen. So if I'm asking you, hey, like I know you don't have a house yet, but you want to buy a home, where's the proof? And if you said, I don't know, well, I'm like, okay, well, you don't have no faith for this house. But if you said, hey, you know what, I started a budget. I started sticking to my budget. I started saving. I started doing these. I started doing X, Y, Z. It's uncomfortable. I would like to buy this other thing. I would like to buy this new gun. I would like to buy X, Y, Z. But instead, I'm taking some faith because I know God's going to show up at my house and I want to be prepared right now. I want to get my finances in order. It is uncomfortable to eat healthy. (laughs) Just leave it there for me. It can be uncomfortable to eat healthy, but it has a fruit. If you want to look like Jared Van Tassel, you need to eat healthy. I know you knew I was going to say it. He was over there, he was like, please don't, please don't. If you want strength, you have to exercise. You can't be like, you know what, I'm just praying that I'm going to deadlift 500 pounds this year. I'm just praying that I'm going to be able to bench press 300 pounds. I'm like, oh, what's your workout plan? Well, I don't have one yet. Um, where's, like, there's a mismatch going on here. You, you can't say you're believing for something if you're not doing anything about it. Then it's just a, it's a fairy tale. It's a dream that you're not going after. There, It's actually not faith that you can achieve it. You don't actually believe you can achieve it if you're not going at it. If you don't have discomfort, you don't believe you can achieve it. And you're not creating space for God to move. You know, if you want a family... Like, raising kids is hard. It's rewarding, but sometimes you're just like, wow, this is, that was a day. That was a day. But it's worth the hard work. It's worth the hard work. If you want the blessing of God over your finances, you have to tithe. It's simple as that. If you're not tithing, you don't have faith that there's a blessing of God over your finances. And it doesn't matter your financial situation. I've, I've tithed through losing a quarter million dollars. I've tithed through losing so much money. I'm like, I'm already way negative. I'm going to give God 10%. Like, I'm going to trust him through this process. If you want to hear from God, you got to be uncomfortable, take time, and read his word to read his word. Did you know that there are um, some medical professionals who define aging as aggressively pursuing comfort? You get older faster when you aggressively pursue comfort. It actually slows down your mitochondria in your body, and aging symptoms occur faster. When you go after and say, I'm going to be uncomfortable with this workout. I'm going to be uncomfortable with this, like, th- this food, this like, eating habits, this diet. I'm going to be uncomfortable and read the word of God. I'm going to make sure I spend five minutes at least every day praying in tongues. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to be uncomfortable and wake up at four in the morning to make it to men's prayer every single week. If I'm in town, I'm at men's prayer. If I'm around, I'm at men's prayer. Because of the breakthrough that comes in the discomfort. But it's not always easy. As I go to wrap up here, I want to I wanna talk to a few that have seen the exact opposites happen. You've had so much faith. You've held on. You started to see the miracle. And then it felt like everything was wiped away. And you're just like, like it, it's too painful to go on we put up the slide of the NVIDIA stock? So this is NVIDIA. stock, The stock price from 2010 to yesterday. Right? In 2010, look at it. It had a 50% loss. In 2010, if you, had had, you put in $10,000 in NVIDIA, you would have lost $5,000. But you hold on. You hold on to the faith. You're like, no, I believe in what this company's doing. I believe in the future that's before me. You hold on, you hold on. And all of a sudden it starts climbing, you start getting momentum in 2018, and then another drop. You know, you have another drop. And then all of a sudden momentum starts coming up, and then you get 2022, and then Bidenomics happen, and then you get like another 70% drop. Right? You you see it and you said, I just lost 70% of my investment. Like, I give up. Many of us want to give up in here. We want to give up in this pain. But when you hold on, no matter how uncomfortable it is, during this process, you go to new highs in a short amount of time. This is is the actual God trajectory. The other one overlays that. The other one's smoothed out. But in the actual God trajectory, he allows ups and downs. The downs strengthen us. They sharpen us like knives. They create us the men and the women who can go higher. Without the downs, we cannot go higher. We are not developed, ready, prepared for what God's about to do next. So stop cursing the downs. Stop cursing the 70% losses, the punches to the gut, the feeling like it was the miracles ripped from you ripped from your hands and trust that God knows what he's doing and he's going to take it to new highs. Second Corinthians four sixteen through 17 says, that's why we never give up. Though our bodies are dying, our spirits are being renewed every day. For our present troubles are small and won't last very long. Yet they produce for us glory that vastly outweighs them and will last forever hold on because of what's going to come hold on because of those around you need you to hold on those in your sphere need you to hold on to continue to believe to continue to run after with tenacity like i will not let go I will take this dream no matter what. I've had the dream. I've been molded in the dream. And even though it hurts right now, I'm going to dream even bigger. You may have taken my child. I'm going to write down three children. You may have taken my house. I'm going to write down 10 houses. You may have taken my finances. I'm going to add a zero to my giving next year. When you take, from, when the enemy comes in to take, you go bigger, bolder. You get in his face. You tell him who your God is. You tell him what God's going to do for you. That you refuse to stay down, but you're going to get up. You're going to climb to new heights. Just like in that stock picture. That is who our God is. That is the God trajectory. I can have everybody stand up. If I could have every person in this room, be honest with yourself right now. If you want fresh hope that you will partner some discomfort to, and that right now, this very moment, raise your hand. I see God showing up for you guys. God is here for you. And just because things, things seem like they're going completely backward, like you would not have written the scripture in. You would have avoided the scripture in at all cost because of how much pain it is in. God is going to use this to develop you. He's going to use this to impart new vision about what can be, the beauty behind of what's going to happen. So in the name of Jesus, every hand raised right now, I block out the voice of the enemy of what you're doing, and I release your power, your anointing, your voice from heaven right now. I thank you for a touch of heaven flooding this room in the name of Jesus. That fresh vision is being imparted into every hand that is raised. That they're gonna see life in a different way. They're gonna walk out of here and say, God, I'm gonna try something new this year. I'm gonna try going big. I'm gonna try going after you in the name of. Jesus I thank you for releasing your peace over them to go to run to dream again in the name of Jesus we pray amen I love you guys I really do I love you East Campus alcohol but if you're here today and you're not right with Jesus and you want to take that step in getting closer to him to see his force in your life, to see his acceleration in your life. Raise your hand right now, and I want to pray with you. I want to raise your hand right now. Thank you over there. Thank you over there. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you right there. Thank you up there. Thank you back there. Thank you. This is about drawing close to God and saying, God, I'm going to choose you again. I'm gonna make you right in my life because I know my life is better with you. I'm tired of being pulled down and away from you by the world. I'm gonna to choose to draw near you and be drawn to you and to you what your dreams are to make me into who you've called me and who you've designed me to be. Amazing. Let's all bow our heads and say this prayer together. Lord Jesus, I have sinned. And I ask for your forgiveness. Please come into my heart as my Lord and my Savior. Take complete control of my trajectory and help me to always trust you by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
0: Wow, what an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen.